Welcome back to the Homeschool Advantage podcast. I'm your host, Bex Buzzy, and today we'll be talking about teaching foreign language in homeschool, specifically Spanish. And with us to do that, we have CEO and founder, Senora Clara Staco from simplyteachingspanish.com. She shares her story of not even knowing about homeschooling to turning it all around, falling in love with homeschooling. As a native Puerto Rican, she began to share her culture as well as her knowledge of the Spanish-speaking language and began to teach the neighborhood kids Spanish quickly and easily while having fun. Simply Teaching Spanish program focuses on inspiring students to fall in love with the language and culture. Let's get into the podcast. Welcome back to the Homeschool Advantage. Today we have guest speaker Clara Stacco. She is CEO and founder of Simply Teaching Spanish. Clara, say hello to everybody. Hola. Uh, hola. Hi, everyone. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Clara. Um, well, I am a homeschool mom. I've been homeschooling for over 17 years. I have two sons. Um, one is a homeschool graduate. And I actually started homeschooling him. Um, I started preschool with him. Ooh. And then I also have a high schooler. And um, I am also the CEO of Simply Teaching Spanish, where I help homeschoolers and specifically homeschoolers um, learn Spanish by making it fun and enjoyable. And my goal is just to create a love of the language for them. Um, in your experience, what do you think has been like a misconception people have had about teaching, you know, Spanish in homeschool or just teaching homeschoolers in general? Um, I would say teaching homeschool in general. Um, I think people come in with a fear that they're somehow going to fail their children. Um, and they probably feel this way most because they do not have a teaching certificate or a bachelor's degree in teaching. And so they come to homeschooling with this mentality of a public school um, thought, or maybe, even maybe a private school, because you know that's probably what they experience. And what they don't know is that traditional homeschooling is nothing like public school education or the experience. Right. It's more rich and relaxed and fulfilling. And I believe that most people don't realize just what an extensive amount of opportunities there are out there for homeschoolers nowadays. And I totally agree with you because I am a public school teacher and I've been peering my head a lot into the homeschool world. And I'm thinking, guys, you got this. <laughs> you you got this. And did you come to that conclusion? Because you said that you were a homeschool mom and and now you're a CEO of a homeschool program. Was that your initial feeling when you first came into it? Like, how did you come about to become a homeschool? How did you start homeschooling? Yeah, um, well, I did not come with that preconceived thought. I actually started homeschooling thanks to some people that I met at my church. I had never heard about homeschooling before. And at the time I was looking for preschool for my oldest son. And in researching it and meeting these families at church and meeting their children, I was like completely like totally impressed with their children. They were so respectful. Um, I just really, really loved them. And so I became curious about this homeschooling thing. Yeah. So I actually spent a whole summer, <laughs> like all summer, just researching what is homeschooling? You know, what is this about? Wow. And I actually learned about the Charlotte Mason method of teaching. 
And um, in learning about that, once I, I read about that, I just knew that I could do this. I want to do this. I love, I love how this sounded and I wanted to do it with my son. And then I always knew, you know, I can do it. And if it doesn't work, I can always send him to school, <laughs> to public school, you know? So right. I always, um, I always came at it as we're going to do this for this year. I don't know about next year. We'll do it this year. That's a good way of doing it. So you're not overwhelmed. You're able to do it in bite-sized chunks. And isn't that how we teach our children anyways? We teach yes. them in bite-sized chunks. We don't give them everything in one shot. It's also a really great way, the way you're learning something and passing it on to your children or other people's children the way i'm learning is the way i'm like well guys you know i'm learning it with you and this is how so always coming at it with like here this is the first step second step third step i love that that's fantastic so you mentioned the charlotte mason approach and i've heard of it a lot too and i've read into it and a lot of people i've talked to as i share my uh, passion in homeschooling, a lot of them say, wow, what you're saying sounds a lot like Charlotte Mason, you know, method of homeschooling. Have you read her? And I'm like, I've never even heard of her. And, and I started reading about her. What about her teaching methods did really stand out for you? The fact that it was based on literature was number one. I, and that is what I most enjoyed about homeschooling my children when they were younger. I absolutely loved reading stories with them and seeing their reactions and discussing it. It was just, it, and, and the stories are rich, rich literature. Um, that was the number one thing. The other thing was I love the idea of nature study. I pictured us going outside and just enjoying nature and learning science, just, you know, just through life. Yeah, you know, just being outside. Um, and I also enjoyed the art studies and wanting them to learn about the composers and listen to the different kinds of music out there. And I just loved everything about it. It just seemed very gentle, like a gentle way of teaching, I think is the best way to say it. You're a native Puerto Rican like me. <laughs> it's like, so you <laughs> speak the language and which is why you, you have this company. So, and this program. Um, so how did you start this? Like, well, actually, before I ask that, like, were you able to add your the language into what you were teaching your kids? Like you just said, um, the literature, the nature walks and the art. Were you able to add your your culture and add foreign language to that as like your own personal thing with your kids? Um, foreign language for me prior to homeschooling. So before I started homeschooling. I spoke strictly Spanish to my children. Nice. Um, and so it wasn't easy because although I'm Hispanic, my husband is not. So I always had that challenge of, you know, speaking English, Spanish, and, you know, I didn't want them to be confused. That was the biggest thing. Um, once I started homeschooling, though, the curriculum is all in English. And so I did it all in English. So I actually treated Spanish as another subject with them. Okay. So, so that I could mentally, first of all, mentally do it. Because again, like I said, we're always talking English. So it would help me to make that switch in my brain. No, at, during this hour, we're only talking Spanish, you know. And so throughout their schooling, I've always, always have um, given them Spanish lessons. And then, of course, through family, they, they speak or hear it you know, by being with family as well. Is that what made you want to get into the, uh, create the program, like start that simply teaching Spanish? Is that how it began? Yeah, so how that all started is I've always been 
Um, I've always been of the mind that for my children, at least my children are social, they enjoy being with other kids. And I think, you know, homeschoolers, sometimes they're afraid of that. They're afraid that their children are just going to be alone. And so I try to always find opportunities in which I could teach them something along with others. So Spanish just happened to be one where I thought, you know, they don't have to learn this on their own. We could learn it with some friends. And so like I've been teaching for 10 years now. So we actually started with some homeschool students. We just got together and I just started teaching them Spanish. And so then I continued doing that. And I started thinking, you know, I could do this as a business. So I started teaching it outside of my home. And then when COVID hit, I thought, oh, <laughs> can't do it outside of my home anymore. Yeah. So when I went ahead and I decided to take it online. So now I teach, you know, Spanish classes to um, homeschool students 10 and up. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, I, I love I love that story. You know, I know for some people COVID is wasn't a, a positive thing, but I really have found that some people were able to pivot so well and a whole new like world opened up for some people that, you know, probably they wouldn't they might not have thought about it very in, in any time in the near future, but almost that force to um, be like an entrepreneur, like, boom, push yourself out there, get out of your comfort zone. And hey, what's the worst that happens? You know what I mean? What is the focus? Is it conversational, Spanish one, Spanish two? Um, or is it or is it a little bit of everything? It's I have a conversational Spanish class and then and this fall I'll be teaching my first high school Spanish class. So one of the things about my classes that's different than others is I've always felt that it's really important not to overwhelm the students when it comes to language, because there's just so much to learn, right? There's so much vocabulary to learn. And so I usually will look for curriculum that shares information or that teaches the language, but in bite-sized pieces. And that seems to really work with my students. And I also, one of the other things I, as a homeschool mom, I know that's important to keep them, you know, um, interested in the language. So I try to do my best to, as we're, as I'm looking at them, watching them, I watch their body language. And if I see that they're starting to get a little bit bored, because sometimes that does happen, right? I'll change things up, you know, and that's where I'll start. Oh, you know what, kids, let's do a game right now. Or, you know what, let's put the book aside. Let's talk, you know, and so I have them, you know, um, also practice their speaking as well. So I don't know, did that answer your question? Yeah, no, totally. So you're, um, so you use it, you use an outside curriculum you take I that do. information and you're able to apply it because you understand how it should be admit, like taught. Exactly. And I, and I add different elements. So I also add um, like a Spanish immersion video where it's strictly in Spanish and they listen to it. And then we try to discuss it and see if they can figure out what was it that was said. So I try to include a little bit of everything because I know that homeschoolers or any student actually they have different ways of learning yeah and some can learn through audio some learn through you know they actually read some learn through touch so I try to give them different ways of learning the language I love it yeah I you know when I first started teaching uh Spanish uh because I, I I teach science and Spanish and and foreign language and um, what was cool is I was able to like bring in my culture, you know what I mean? The things that I grew up with and like every time there was like a holiday, I'd be like, well, this is actually what I did on my holiday, you know? And it was, I was able to be very authentic and bring pictures when I was a little kid, like, um, uh, los, tres, uh, los Reyes, Los Tres Reyes, Los Magos. So I, you know, January 6th, I would, you know, 
back in school and I would be able to share with them January 6th and I would show them a shoebox, how we would go outside and cut some hay and put it in the shoebox and put it under my bed. And the, ne the next night my mom would have, have put like little grass all over the house saying, look, the camels came through and they were eating. <laughs> so it was really cool. And, but then from there, I was able to spawn off to like, how in Spain they take it in a shoe and they put it in a shoe outside the window and then Mexico and all, all the different countries and show how it's just, it was so diverse. And I, I really do, I appreciated um, being able to share my culture. And so do you find that you're able to really just um, share your culture with, um, with the students, making it like authentic and everything? I do. Um, sometimes I tell them situations about my <laughs> my parents because yeah. my parents, my dad does not speak any English and my mom speaks a little bit of English. So, you know, there are times where I have to go. Well, no, not times. I always have to go with them and be the translator for them. So I'll share stories like that. Um, same with the holidays. We did the same thing where I share different videos of different culture. Um, I talk about the food, like my favorite food and, you know, especially desserts and such. So I do, I do try to talk about my own culture and obviously, you know, my beautiful island of Puerto Rico, I have to share yeah. about. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and what, another thing I really loved about, you know, sharing our, sharing our culture with our students was um, that there are some words that, that are very different that are only to our, to, to our little island right mm -hmm. like um like uh una china like a lot of people will think it's it's an actual uh, asian person and we're like no it's an orange an orange we eat you know <laughs> yeah. or like um you know the the word for a bus you know in spanish autobus but we say wawa you know and it's <laughs> it really <laughs> it's really funny and sometimes i'll be like guys you know what a guineo is and they're looking at me like a guineo like now talk to other spanish kids who and they're like, I never even heard that word. I'm like, well, that's a banana for us, you know? And mm -hmm. it's really cool just being, and pejuelos, like glasses. Like I think we're the mm -hmm. only island that says, I don't know, maybe maybe Cuba and Dominican Republic do as well. But even those islands have their own little word, like una vaina from Dominican Republic, which means anything. So it's like, <laughs> it's really cool being able to share those little nuances with people. So like they can almost like, no, like, oh, you said that word. You're probably from Puerto Rico. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I love that. Now, did, did most of your family move to Florida? Because I know mine did. No, I actually, <laughs> no, I actually have family all over. I have, um, like my siblings live in the Bronx, New York. Like oh, right okay. That's another place. Brooklyn and Bronx. That's where I was from. <laughs> Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome where would they be able to like find how long does your program go for do you have like a time frame yes yeah, so, so it starts in the fall in september and it um goes well conversational spanish goes all the way to april and then the high school spanish will start in september and that will go through may yeah. and they can register on your website and things like that Right. They can go to simplyteachingspanish.com and they can go ahead and read about my classes and yeah, they can just go and register right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was on your website too. And I saw a lot of beautiful testimonies and a lot were from students. Yes. That was yes. really cool that just seeing how students were excited, one was excited for their luncheon and, you know, at the restaurant and just getting to the next class they were excited about. Um, is there are there any stories that really stick out to you that were heartwarming you want to share with everybody? 
Um, I think the one that I was going to say I'm the most proud of <laughs> yeah. um, is a student of mine who went to Costa Rica. He went to Costa Rica um, for a mission trip and he he actually um, thanked me because he said, you know, it was just it was through my classes that first of all, I created a love of the language for him. So even to this day, he's still going on beyond what I taught, you know, in learning Spanish, and he's going to be going to Costa Rica again. And he said it was just taking my classes that helped him to be able to communicate with the people there on the island. So wow. I really love that. I loved hearing about that, you know, the people that he was able to reach. Yeah. What is what's like one of the biggest joys about teaching Spanish? What has it been for you these last few years? I got to say the kids. I love the kids. I have to tell you. Um, wow. So my class ended, um, like I said, in April. And just as an example, that we were crying. <laughs> like some of our students, like one of the moms, she actually sent me an email and said, oh, my gosh, my daughter was just in tears. Um, are you? Can you teach more Spanish? And actually, it was because of that class that I decided this year to teach my high school Spanish class. Um, I just I love I love the kids. I, I really do. Um, we just really enjoy each other. We create bonds. And that is what I enjoy the most. And when they can speak to each other in Spanish, obviously, you know, and I know that they're successful at it. That makes me feel good as well. But I got to say, it's, it's, it's the kids. I love the kids. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I, I love what you said there, too. You like when they can speak the language, because speaking the language is not about just speaking the language. Like literally, you've opened up a whole new perspective because we know in speaking a second language or just another language in general, you begin to learn their culture through the way they talk. Like you literally can learn how they think, you know, like what what's important because of the way they emphasize on things. And I used to I used to always try to emphasize it in my classes with my students. And it, that's a really beautiful thing. That's awesome. What's the one thing you want to leave with parents, either about learning foreign language at home or, you know, just homeschooling in general, something that you maybe you want to share with everyone? Um, I, I guess as far as homeschooling, I would say there are so many opportunities for homeschoolers. Like, don't think that just because you homeschool your child that they're going to miss out. I hear that often. Like, I'm so afraid that they're going to miss out on prom and they're going to miss out football. And I'm going to, you know, homeschoolers have every um, opportunity to do any of those things. Like, I, my son went to prom and I say prom because they weren't called proms they were just dances but you know he was able to be part of a student council and you know um do field trips and such and so there are a lot of opportunities so do not let the fear two fears don't let the fear of not having a teaching degree stop you and don't let the fear of thinking that your child is somehow going to miss out on things because they won't they can they won't miss out on anything if anything they may even be able to experience more through homeschooling I love that. I, I can't agree with you more. I can't agree with you more. Okay, everybody. So this is Senora Clara Staco. Uh, you can find her on simplyteachingspanish.com. Go ahead, go on her website, read those testimonies. I, I really believe once you see all the things that she has, and she has merch, you can walk around with some Simply Teaching Spanish merch. And um, I really believe you're going to see the value in all that she has, and you can just hear her passion. And I think that's one of the 
greatest things is putting your hands in somebody's hands who actually loves your kids and is looking to truly bring them to that next level. Thank you so much, Clara, for sharing your, you. therapy, your testimony and your expertise. We thank you so much. Thanks. You've been listening to the Homeschool Advantage podcast, where you get the scoop on all the latest vendors that fit your lifestyle. Thanks for listening. Also, follow me wherever you listen to your podcast to stay up to date on the next episode. You can also visit my website where the episodes will be and for my free lesson plan course, which can help you if you have different vendors and you're wondering how do I make them all flow together? Let me help you with that. And if you're a vendor and you think you would like to be on the podcast, send me an email realedtalk at gmail.com. Leave me your name, contact, website, and I'll get back to you. Thanks for stopping in with me and I'll see you on the next time.